welcome to Daycare Pod. I'm Jenna. And I'm burping. <laughs> I'm Danica. <clears throat> <laughs> we did it again. We really nailed the cold open. Just like we do every time I'm here. <laughs> we really need to stop talking for 20 minutes beforehand about <laughs> I Jenna and I were talking before we decided to start recording. And we were just, like, having a normal conversation. And we were just like, that is perfect podcast fodder. Why don't we do that? Every time we get on, we're just like, oh, God, how do we do this again? (laughs) And it's just, like, the worst conversation anyone's ever heard for 10 minutes. And that's when we start getting into poo-poo, pee-pee, fart territory. (laughs) And when we could have just had the conversation that we had right before this, (laughs) now. (laughs) Well, you know... What are you going to say? It's not like we've been doing this for four years, you know? Oh, uh, God. Ten seasons. Who knows how many episodes. Bonus content. We can't figure it out. No. All this to say, I was telling Jenna, like, I've gotten really into watching Big Brother recently. And so I was late for the podcast today because I was re-watching, or I was watching for the first time, Big Brother season 23. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted to have background info so I could understand what's going on in the challenge. I think I'm just trying to, like, burn through everything on Paramount Plus so I can unsubscribe, like, immediately. Like, I I binged, like, all of RuPaul's Drag Race in, like, probably 35 seconds. I don't know how I got through it all that fast. And it has all Survivor on there. And so, like, the challenge USA that CBS is doing is, like... Winners from winners are like people that made it far mm-hmm. in right. Survivor, Amazing Race, Love Island, and Big Brother. And I had not seen Big Brother since I was like a kid, I think, and I don't think I understood it. Um, but yeah, I've been like watching a lot of Big Brother recently. And it feels like such an undertaking that show in a lot of ways. So I guess it's nice that you're really just doing a, a recent season, not the current one, but the recent one. Yeah. Yeah. I think I can go back and redo the rest Mm -hmm. of it now. Like, I get the format, and I Mm. like it enough Mm -hmm. to keep trying. It's also a very annoying show. Like, (laughs) the, the, like, gimmicks and even the announcer, like, that's his – he, like, literally, it's the most bizarre voice in the world. That's how it is. It sounds like a – like a – like a stitch – you know, like streamer, you know, it's yeah. like a like, hey, make sure you subscribe and like in the mm-hmm. link below. Sup, brothers? How we doing tonight? Yeah, it's so weird. And then like the host has nothing to do. With- she just basically interviews people when they leave. It's like even a weirder hosting situation than The Bachelor is like <laughs> I'm not saying something. <laughs> uh, I know. Um, but yeah, it's been a really interesting ride getting into other franchises mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. are also um like low quality but there's a lot of it yeah <laughs> so <okay>. like <laughs> you <laughs> it's just fun i think um it's good to diversify your your feed a little bit a therapist told me that once they were like you should probably like watch a couple other reality shows and not just the bachelor <laughs> interesting it's i love that you listened <laughs> I did a really good job. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. did really great. Yeah, I'm doing such a good job at that. You didn't focus extra hard on the one, you know. Um, how is uh Roses for Everybody going? It's going pretty good. Um Do you say everybody or everybody? Everybody. 
body ad. Okay. Make it a little special. But also, like, you could say everybody, and it's, like, you mm-hmm. know, fine. But we thought it was a funny joke. Um, no, it's going pretty good. We just got to 8K signatures, which is really amazing, um, mm-hmm. considering the franchise that we are working within. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You know, we've just been kind of going along at it. Still trying to get a couple, like, we really want to get, like, a celebrity, you know, to, like, sign on. That would be Like a real cool. celebrity? Like a real celebrity, yeah. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> but we're getting there. Oh, my God, so, so funny. We got we got a write-up in Yahoo, you know, this yes. week. And that was, like, such a fun thing to do. Um, Congrats. Thank you. But then uh, it turns out it brought all the shitty dads to our page. Yeah. It's funny how um, Yahoo will do that to you. I mean, like, Yahoo is, you know, famously, like, the best part of the McElroy's podcast and the worst of the internet. And that's why it was so good. Um, I can't imagine why a white dad would be angry with you for, you know... Wanting to live. (laughs) My favorite part was that we got at least, and this happened before, but this particular week we got three different men who came on and said, hey, you know what? I think this is great, but you know what I think you should also be focusing on? And sometimes they would even write, we should focus on first, is making sure they are inclusive of short men. (laughs) You know, because, like, I've just noticed that the show has never cast a man that's, un- over, you know, like, under a size 5'6". And I just think it's really, you know, there's just been a lot of discrimination against men who are short in this our society. And I really think, you know, one, one guy was like, and I, roses are, in fact, for everybody. And so I really just think that this should be something we talk about. And we just, every time we just reply, yeah, we're here for inclusion for all. Because, like, we are. Right? Like, yeah. Like, it's... I agree. I would love a short king on the show, but we have had that. His name was Rodney. <laughs> I was going to say, Michael Garofalo, who? <laughs> um, like, I, I get what they're saying, but I think it's just, like, weird where, like, yes, we agree. Yes. However, However, like, it's just weird that you're, like, centering yourself in a conversation that is absolutely not necessarily about you and like yes ending it when this is not comedy like sit down (laughs) my stand-up king you know like you don't need to improv this one you know like you were included and it's weird that you don't feel included by the phrase everybody you know yeah literally we're like nowhere did we say (laughs) that doesn't you know like there's not a cross-section of that so it's Start your own funny. campaign yeah, for, like, please. short guys. Like, yeah. we'll, we'll endorse, yes. you know? It's just, like, weird that you're, like, hopping onto this thing where it's just, like, your your movement is not legitimate unless you specifically speak about my body type. And it's just, like, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. So, I mean, let me know when they are medically discriminating against you for being 5'3". Yeah. I like, mean, like, me you know. <laughs> seriously, I mean, you guys, I mean, they made fun of you one time on Grey's Anatomy. I'm sorry. You know, they wouldn't give you, like, a knee, like, enhancement surgery or whatever. Like, they do that now in real hospitals, but they're still, you know, they won't, like, <laughs> give fat people health care. So, yeah. Good times. Oh. But anyway, so, yeah, thank you, Yahoo, for bringing all the, the boys to the yard. Um, but other than that, it's been kind we of... We love when the boys come to the yard. <laughs> they're <laughs> always so respectful. good in our mentions yeah at least so yeah that's good how exciting is Um, there anything else that's going on in bachelor nation that is worthy of discussion not too much um i feel like you did some pretty good roasts this week about (laughs) dane cook and 
um, Nick Vial that I think just like need to be celebrated in the canon by speaking about it. Thank you, yeah. um, for those who are like blissfully unaware of comedians in their 50s, um, Dane Cook famously fell in love with a girl who turned 18 and he didn't love her at all before that at mm-hmm. all. Like he mm-hmm. wasn't looking at her for even a second before, mm-hmm. even though they knew each other when she was 15 and he was like 35. Um, and now he's 50 and, you know, she's 18 and they're like getting engaged and it's like really just like so beautiful that like all kinds of people can find love in like the craziest way yeah like I'm just like I'm just so shocked that you know like like what are the odds that the day she turns 18 they're both just like I'm in love with you I think it just goes to show, yeah, I think it just goes to show again, like we were just saying, like roses are for everybody. And I think Mm -hmm. that's important that we represent pedophiles too, you know? I think someone's going to clip this (laughs) and we're both going to get arrested. (laughs) Yeah. um, You know, for legal purposes, this is absolutely a joke. Fuck pedophiles and fuck all of these men. Um, (laughs) But yeah, uh, you know. It just was so, it just reminded me of my favorite couple in Bachelor Nation, which is Nick Vial and Natalie Joy. And it was like, I really pulling for these two individuals. They've been really going against a lot lately, you know, with mm-hmm. Nick being a narcissist and Natalie being a, a little bit of a racist. It's just been like really hard for them. So I'm really happy that their type of relationship is getting such positive representation. And yeah. I cannot wait for their engagement to happen like any minute now. I bet, like, Nick could do, like, a best man speech yeah, or something. You know? Yeah. It would just be, like, wholesome and cute. Yeah. And um, then if Natalie does a speech, she'll just plagiarize it from somebody. Yeah. As they do. Mm-hmm. As one. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. For a second, I thought you were making a reference to, like, Melania Trump. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's like, wait, is yeah. Natalie Republican? And I was, like, trying to connect the pieces. And then I remembered the Instagram comment. Who, was, who did she copy again? From Billie Eilish's brother's oh, stop girlfriend. It. <laughs> stop it. You got to get – you have to go a little bit deeper than that. Like, why don't they Why don't they try harder to plagiarize? Like, Please, But, people. I mean, like, literally, like – Melania Trump, you can't word for word copy what Michelle Obama, Obama? the previous first lady, said. Like, word for word. You think – I mean, I guess your base doesn't notice, so does it really matter? It, it's, uh, it's all crazy. Yeah. Mm. Good times. <sighs> Good times. Um, yeah, other than that, we just want to say a big congratulations to Maddie Pruitt and yeah. the realist G, uh, Grant Trout. What a wonderful name for her to inhi- uh, wow. inherit. That's like a default Sims name. <laughs> Like, you're not supposed to marry those ones. No. No. <laughs> he looks like a fucking default sim. Yeah. He's an NPC for sure. For real. Oh, gross. Oh, man. Well, um, congrats on the future sex. Um, yeah, wishing them happiness in their purity journey, if, if that's what they want to do. It is. Unfortunately. Um, <laughs> oh, good for them. I, I'm just, I haven't thought about her for a really long time. So good for you, Grant Trout. It feels like a Glenn Coco name. Like it'll be like a Mean Girls joke in like ten years that we all are just like, you, you go, Grant Trout. <laughs> Jenna's try- Jenna just took a drink and she's trying not to do the loud laugh. And I think maybe some like you know when you like swallow and you laugh and it's a little bit just comes up. Your nasal cavity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, love it. Live, laugh, love. Um, so speaking of uh, a bunch of non-NPCs, NP- you know, we have to get into uh-huh. this this week of the show because there is a lot of fucking 
forgettable men still, although they did cut most of them um, last week, which is amazing. Right. So we are down to only 18 at the the start of this, but... I still don't... I'm not learning names yet. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm in my era of podcasting where the show airs on Monday and we record on a Saturday because we care this much, and so... I'm not learning names until I need to. Mm-hmm. So, fair. Just listeners, forgive me. Um, <laughs> I titled this week's notes. Um, I guess my my notes started with the idea of how on God's good earth is Meatball still here, and then I realized it was because he's the only man that can tell the truth. <laughs> um, so he gets a redemption arc from me. He gets the Same. redemption arc of the week. Mm-hmm. But um, really, I'm just like, when I first started watching the episode, I was like, he is only here for my entertainment because there is no way she should have allowed him to stay whatsoever. Because as as you recall, like last week, we, we ended with the show and he was like, oh, I like, I said no to you, but I was confused or like I did, like I didn't know what I wanted to do. It was just like this like very weird veiled excuse that's like I want to stay. I'm not super into you though. That's what it seemed like to me at least. There is no mention of this at the beginning of this episode. It's heavy ignore, but he's there with the other guys like at the beginning when they you know it shows the room, Jesse comes in, he's just there. There is no explanation. It's just we just have to accept that a man named Meatball survived a harrowing experience of rejecting a 10 when he is named Meatball. (laughs) So, and I mean, I think like that in and of itself is start of a start of like the journey that we go through with Rachel this week where Mm -hmm. she is feeling very insecure unloved unwanted all of these things and i'm like yes well you also just like let a guy named meatball stay yeah what do you expect like Like, i apologize it's just not okay um so basically the gals are gonna take the men over to france on a cruise ship which is it scares me for many reasons number one um, cruise ships seem to be a breeding ground for men who want to murder their wives and make it look like an accident. And two, do you remember when curve, uh, COVID like first started and there was like a bunch of like cruise ships that had like 1500 people on them. And once one person got infected, everybody got infected. And then they, nobody was allowed to leave the ship until everybody tested like negative. I can't get over that experience. No. Not that I was there, but I can't get over thinking about it. No. And then... So I feel like this is a moment for us where we are either going to become a true crime slash bachelor podcast, a la Crime and Roses, or we will go back to being our 2020 versions of ourselves where we cyber bullied people for having COVID. (laughs) God, that was a dark age. (laughs) We were not good people. We were not our best selves. No. I'm just going to say it. Oh, my God. Uh, The the (laughs) fact that it was cis and deceased. Um, Yeah, no, I agree. And like... It's just really upsetting to me on a couple reasons for all, like, all the ones you mentioned, but I'm just like, is this ship haunted? Did they get it on a discount because of the hauntings? Um, where are the other people? Is the entire ship just them? 
That seems really, mm-hmm. like, financially not a good idea for Bachelor, which is, like, already, like, not doing well. I would argue that they are using this ship because it's a virgin. It's the only virgin oh. of the season. Oh, God. Get it? <laughs> but <Ba-dum-ts. laughs> I'm seeing things. I know. <laughs> that was, yeah, damn. That was like, woo! I didn't even have that one written down. That wow. one came to me. Wow. Iconic. Yeah, mm. it's true. We have to have one sacrificial virgin in each season. And I'm glad that now that means that the sacrificial virgin is actually going to be the way in which we do sacrifice these men as we kill them. Yes. Great. Iconic. Overboard. Um, maybe there's going to be like a really iconic, like queer. Um, Thank you. The this this flag means death. Is that what the show is called? Yes. This flag means death. Our flag means. I was just like in my head. Literally, you spoke it. I was like, well, I guess it is kind of funny that they are catering to my gay pirate fetish. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> We, we'll get there. We'll get there. The, I mean, the, the men aren't doing well, so the only option for them at this point is to end up together. Thank you. Yeah. Um. So Nate, who, um, basically we're going to have to frame these men as like team Gabby or like team Rachel, which is really annoying, but like, otherwise I can't really keep track of like who is who. So Nate, who I love, um, uh, basically asks Hayden to explain what he said that upset Gabby on the group date from last week. And Hayden is like, I use the word rough around the edges. And what I meant by that was like, he's just like being a dumbass. And Nate cuts him off and he's like, that's kind of rough though, bro. And I was just like, yes, King, this is what we mean by male feminism. And I'm like kind of joking, but like also like, thank God somebody said it because like, what if nobody said anything to him? Like, oh, how annoying. Um, Hayden, who we're describing as local idiot, keeps saying shit like, um, she actually called herself that twice and I was just using her words back at her. Like, she identifies as rough. Shut up. And no. he was like, uh, if you don't like it, then don't fucking call yourself that bitch or whatever. Don't. And yeah. I was like, whoa, buddy. Like, what a way to, like, escalate even further to where we know exactly what you mean when you, you know, like, right. we can tell your intention by the way that you're angry that, like, you got called out for being rude. It's just like, well, maybe don't fucking say that about yourself. Okay, what? That's so weird. How is that, like, romantic for, like, oh, yeah, like, I really love when, like, men echo my insecurities back at me. Even if she did say that, you know, just like, oh, yeah, your nose really is huge. Like, everyone wants to hear that kind of shit. Like, no, like, if you're speaking an insecurity about yourself, that's usually not something you want to hear confirmed. And also, no, she didn't say that. So... Mm-hmm. fuck you you know and we found out this week in the real world that um gabby is of latinx like descent mm. and so you know we we don't know all of the context of everything but like part of me thinks that you know she i mean she might have been describing like you know microaggressions that have been put on her yeah you know yeah. and so it's like this white man does not get a ch- like he does not get to use that word those words against her in that way and then get mad at her when she's frustrated by it or like when her just like i mean we've all said shit where it's like oh like i didn't know that was like something that made you feel insecure or made you feel weird i apologize like i thought i was like but i mean like i i guess like the context even though like Mm -hmm. he wasn't joking around with her or anything so i like was letting her down literally yeah and so he it's just like why can't I just, like, don't really understand why you would have to say that to her even. Like, they're all picking sides, I guess, at some point anyway. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, like, why even go there? It's just, 
it was unnecessary and unkind. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to make it seem like he's like a victim for people being <laughs> upset with him. Which is cool because he continues to be upsetting throughout the whole rest of the episode. Um, so much so that they like end up like having to give him two different villain edits like one at the beginning and then just like oh by the way reminder in case you got too drunk at the beginning and have since forgotten the middle this guy sucks (laughs) me yes i did need the reminder um but he like so they're they pull like different things for like each piece so i don't know like which one happens when but basically the gist of it is like him comparing these girls to his ex and saying that they aren't shit and they don't hold a candle to her and I don't want to settle. Um, and then he says stuff like, I don't see how any guy in here can be like, I'm fucking marrying these girls. Ooh. Like, he, then leave. Mm. Leave. Um, like, seriously, like, he's such a piss brain. Like, I hope his ex sees this and is just like, block, delete, you know, like, goodbye. I... He has, like, a literal fart for brains I cannot handle. Like, why would you say these things? Seriously. Because oh. uh, that's how men talk to each other, you know? Like, that's how men talk to each other about... I mean, not all men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah, though. But yeah, though. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I just feel like this is a way to... They think they can bond with other men is negging the women you know and right. also negging the women to their face like that was a that was a form of negging when he did that yeah. to gabby yeah so i i just like don't really appreciate like people cosplaying as a garrett and doing poorly because they managed <laughs> to hide it pretty well most of the season because you know his name wasn't garrett if his name was garrett we would have fucking known yeah i mean like but even the garrets are subtle you know like they don't say shit like that on camera That's so like true. it was a really piss poor representation of of Garrett's, mm-hmm. whatever your name is. Mm-hmm. Hayden. Hayden? Yeah. God, give it to me. So, yeah, um, speaking of non, non-player, non non-primary character, Jesse Palmer comes in. Haven't seen him in forever. Um, I love it, though. Keep a man, keep a man who's silent. That's how, that's what <laughs> I say. Pay a man to be quiet. Uh, he comes in and he lets them know that they're going to France. Get ready, boys. Yep, they're getting ready to... You know, do the clue, like clue the movie to Hayden. It's a really good start. I my bet is like Nate with a candle in the parlor. <laughs> yeah, that's a, my bet is a meatball with um, a meatball. The truth. <laughs> the truth. In the library. Yeah. That's the, I mean, no one's going to find Hayden in a library. The, they won't even find him the rest of the season. <laughs> um, so, but guess what? You know, while you all have to, like, fly first class, they're going to fly some men first. The men that the women actually want to see, which is mm-hmm. a man named Tino and a man named Jason. Um, Who knows well, what they look like? Literally, I could not tell you. Um and they get to go first because they get to go meet our lovely ladies in a little French cafe. Um, the girls are there talking to each other, looking like they are so in love and they could give two fucks about what's happening around them, except for they have to pretend to be talking about the men. You know, cause this is going to be also the beginning of the the spiral for this week for Rachel. So she's like, yeah. and I, we, we fucking love Rachel here, so don't get us wrong, but she is, she's spiraling still and she's like, 
wow, last week was really shitty. She, but Gabby's kind of like, oh, remember when I also got really rejected by a bunch of men too? But like, mm-hmm. no, I guess we'll just talk about you for a second, Rachel. Um, yeah. <sighs> I, I, I know I'm gonna. I put it in my notes later on, so I don't. I don't want to like repeat myself a bunch of times. But I had a really hard time. Um, putting my empathy hat on this mm-hmm. week for part of it. And I'm, mm-hmm. I do feel like, you know, like Rachel's probably going through like a lot of stuff, but it feels like very, um, I don't know. Sometimes it feels like very main character syndrome where when there are like two people going through like specific similar things and mm-hmm. it's, it seems kind of like, sometimes like Rachel thinks like all the worst things are happening to her. And I don't know if that's like her comparing herself to Gabby or just like only like looking at her own experience. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but like sometimes I was like with her most of the time. And then sometimes I was like, Oh my God, please stop this. You know, you gotta, you're like, you're getting in your own way at a certain point, but like also I think we talked about this a couple of episodes ago. Like, I think it's just, I, I wish maybe, I mean, I know, like, therapy doesn't fix all things and it doesn't work for everybody, but I just, like, wish she would have had, like, some kind of, you can just tell she's not very confident mm-hmm. and, like, something has happened in previous relationships that made her feel that way. Yeah. And it's, like, it's it's fine when it's, like, one person going through the journey, but when there's two, yeah. it's it just gets, it's just Exasperated. making for weird storytelling for me. So yeah. I... I love her and I support her. I just want her to like feel better, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, uh, yeah, they meet up at a, at a coffee shop. Um, she's, uh, Rachel's basically like, I have this huge fear that the men in my group might not even be interested in me and want to switch over to pursue Gabby. Dun, 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 foreshadowing. <laughs> Yikes. And this is how this is what makes it like hard to like not sympathize with her because she's kind of right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like it sucks, you know. Like it's like when you're trying to go through like positive affirmations in your head, and then you end up you, like the original thought was right, and then you're just like, "Well, fuck me," oh you know. <laughs> like, are we gaslighting her? It's like, wait, she's actually yeah. right. Fuck. Yeah, I know. Oh, yikes. Um, so like they're they're meeting with like two guys and they they want different outcomes from the date. Like Rachel, I think needs some like validation that she's like wanted and lovely, and you know people are there for her. And then Gabby is kind of like uh, this guy is like a rock that doesn't speak. I wonder if he can say something, you know. <laughs> um, um, so Gabby goes and tries on hats, which is like the sexiest date I can think of personally. Um, and then what does Rachel do? She goes and eats crepes and, like, drinks wine and stuff. Yeah, it's cute. Um, Um, they try on hats, yeah, and then Gabby successfully just, like, roasts herself so much, so that's great, so we don't have to do it. mm -hmm. Yeah, she's like, um, I didn't obviously wear the right hairstyle to look good in a beret. (laughs) I look like a bald baby or that queen from Snow White. That one really got me. (laughs) And then, like, followed by, um, a chef. You know, like, it's just, okay, you're the weirdest person. Uh, Ratatouille-ass person. Um, (laughs) 
So yeah, then we go, we hard cut to, I mean, what was also fascinating about this is like the two leads thing is that we're just like cutting back and forth between each of these mm-hmm. dates. And I, I kind of liked it in some ways because some of these dates can be boring. So it's just like, yeah, give me, give me more. Right. So the yeah. Rachel and Tino are at this crate place. This poor paid actor has to stand there while they make out. And like, it's obvious like health hazards um, <laughs> doing that. But yeah, obviously Rachel is like so into Tino. Um mm-hmm. And he's into her. He's like, you're so charming. And she's just eating it up. She's like, oh. He's like, well, I'm sure people have told you that before. She's like, no. Tell me. I've never heard that. (laughs) Like, we might be able to call her compliment goblin. Like, I don't know how it's going to work throughout this season. But I think she's just, like, literally, like, is going to gobble every, like, little affirmation up. Like, Which is, yeah. Oh, it's so me, too, though. Like, I I had a... Oh, my annual review because my I've been a manager for a year, so I had my annual review with my boss this week, and she was like, "I like I want to affirm you, but I also want you to feel really confident in your own self." And like sometimes I see that slip away from you, and I don't really know what happens. And like she she we were talking about this like one instance where like I came back from work after my honeymoon and I've been sick with COVID, and I was just like. I feel, like, dumb. I feel like I don't know how to do my job. Like, I have brain fog. And I was just, like, second-guessing, like, everything I did. And, like, we talked through, like, why I was feeling so weird for, like, two months. And she was like, see, that makes a lot of sense. Like, but, like, I also want you to, like, feel confident, like, without me having to tell you, like, you did a good job today because it's patronizing and weird, you know? Like, (laughs) like, in your head, you're like, no, please tell me I'm good. No, actually, I I disagree with your assessment. (laughs) And I would like to hear compliments all the time. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I think I, I think I'm feeling uncomfortable with Rachel because I'm seeing a lot of myself and I don't like it. (laughs) Times, I love this. Um, Um, yeah. But yeah, so they, they spend kind of the day portion of the date separately. Then they come back together basically just to make the boys sit in the room alone while they go to the bathroom and talk shit. And the bathroom is just a room and like seven feet away from the men. I don't know. You can still look at them. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's so weird. Um, Gabby jokes around and is like, oh, I'm in love. And it was, you know, that's weird. And, yeah. and she's not. But, um, <laughs> and, like, Rachel's, like, super excited. She was like, I don't imagine it going any better than this. And I'm just like, okay. There's a lot of weird things going on in here. Um, so then they go to dinner. Rachel, again, is curious about how, oh, sorry, no. I got the girls mixed up in my head. Rachel is curious about how Tina would feel about her career um, as a pilot. Like, she's obviously not going to have, like, a traditional, like, family life. She's gone a lot. And she kind of describes what sounds like a abusive or, at the very least, very incompatible partner who was jealous and accused her of potentially cheating on him. And he was like, pilots cheat all the time. And I'm like, how do you know that? Like, who just, like, has that information, you know? Yeah. Um, So weird. And she just, like, wants to be with someone who's, like, very supportive of her career because she doesn't want to, like, change that at this Mm -hmm. point. And Tino, you know, he says, like, all the right things. Like, he's clearly been listening. He's like, actually, like, your passion for your career is very inspiring to me. I want you to have, like, a healthy and happy career. I'm not trying to change that. And, like, as far as, like, family goes, I don't remember exactly, like, what he says. You yeah, know, it was all he the right things, yeah. Yeah. It was just point for point, you know, the opposite of what you just said. <laughs> and can I tell you, I don't know if I trust him just for that reason. 
I know. It's right? kind of like the too good to be true stuff, like really, I don't know. I don't, I just don't trust this show yeah. or anybody on it. Yeah. How about that? That's wild. That's weird of us to feel that way. But yeah, I was like. After 10 seasons, we still don't trust anyone yeah. on this show. I was like, he's saying all the right things and he's handsome and he's doing it very engaged like, but I'm like, hmm, I don't know about this, but I don't think he's like a monster, but I'm just like, eh, no, I don't, it seems a little like. He is just well, what are you back. <laughs> what are you supposed to say, too? Like, I mean, oh, fair. actually, no, I want, like, <laughs> actually, I, I hate your career. Your career sucks shit. <laughs> actually, your last boyfriend is so right, though, because I also heard that pilots cheat. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is that true? Wait. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not really a conversation. I mean, like, and it doesn't have to be a conversation, because I guess, because it's, like, it's just letting him the bachelorette's him, journey, you yeah, know, exactly. like, and. If it doesn't work, it's not like there's compromise there. It's just he's going home. So, I mean, like, what else is he supposed to do? Yeah. I guess. But. That's a good point. Hmm. Uh, It works. Anyway, Rachel's super horny for it. She gives him the rose. There you go. She's wearing goth makeup, too. I kind of love it. Not goth makeup. We're, like, really (laughs) dark eyeliner. And it's like, what is going on with her fashion? Carrie Fetman hates her. Okay, listen. I I think, yeah, something's going on in the wardrobe department. Mm. Like, more so for Rachel than for Gabby, I think, yep. but I'm not loving either. True, yeah, Gabby's not in this. Like, there's a couple times where she's worn something and I was like, <gasps> but it's, we need more. I think we just need, maybe need more time, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, we'll, Karamo really did something awful to that girl last week, so. <laughs> so horrible. Tan would never. Um, so then Gabby goes into her nighttime with Jason, and again, she's trying to get behind, beyond the surface level with this rock man. Um, yeah. Pet rock. Yeah. (laughs) Um, they kind of talk about, um, I don't know, Jason kind of explains that he's just hard to get to know in general. Um, he, like, especially when he feels uncomfortable, and I'm just like, well, no shit. That's kind of every person. Um, he also, like, talks about, like, just being honest, like, being on TV is really uncomfortable for me. Like, I, and, like, talks about, like, feeling, like, levels of anxiety that would lead him to, like, having basically, like, a panic attack where he wasn't, like, eating, he wasn't sleeping, like, he couldn't, Mm -hmm. he was just having a hard time getting through that. Um, and he, like, kind of talks about having or like being like a highly sensitive person his whole life um like feeling like he's not good enough and then just kind of like his experience like going through like therapy and all those other things and I think it's the kind of vulnerability Gabby was looking for to where she knows she can get to know him um because I think they both have the tools to like pick at each other enough to like get to know each other um, and of course, like Gabby knows kind of what that's like because of her experience with therapy and like her experience with her mom and, um, goodness gracious. It's really, yeah, it was, a, it was a beautiful moment. I was ready to just like kill this man because at the beginning of his speech, I was like, okay, fine, whatever. Everyone's ex- has anxiety. This is boring. You're done. 
And then he started being like, oh, I, I didn't enjoy tennis anymore. And I turned to my room and I was like, it is is his trauma that he didn't do good in tennis? <laughs> what in the Dale Moss? I can't. Oh my God. And then, Stop. Uh, uh, then he followed up. He's like, yeah, so I've been going to therapy to work on my inner child. And I was like, okay. I, was, I need to pull my head out of my ass for a second. It was a beautiful yeah. moment. And it really clearly very much uh, resonated with Gabby. And it was a good moment. It was truly a kind of a rare, a rare moment for the show. Yeah. Yeah, I think Gabby it. gets, like, the line of the night where it's, like, it's really rare to find a man who appreciates therapy. <laughs> Podcast over. <laughs> That's enough. That was the, the, the phrase we needed to set us free from the curse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Now everyone's going to behave really, really well yeah. for the rest of the, the, the night, I'm That's sure. That's so good. Um, so he gets a date. They also make fun of Hayden. Um, it was really great. <laughs> What a great date. Um, (laughs) So now Gabby has a group date with Nate, Kirk, Quincy, Eric, Michael, Mario, Spencer, and Johnny. I don't know if I need to say all their names because I guess it's pretty obvious who's going to be on group dates. (laughs) Anyway, that's how the format works, so I'm saying it. Um, They meet at a boxing ring um, that's in, like, one of the dining rooms. And, of course, um, they're doing a French version of kickboxing. I'm not even going to try to say that word. Nope, not going to do it. Um, we have to have, we can't have, you know, The Bachelor without some version of, like, fancy men beating each other's ass. Mm-hmm. So, you know, dude fight it is. Um, <laughs> Rachel's guys are also there, which is interesting. And Rachel is also there, too. I don't know why. It makes me, that makes me feel icky. I don't know yeah. about that. Feels intentional. And, you know, Rachel also feels icky about it. Mm-hmm. And I wonder why. Um so basically they're all all the dudes from Rachel's group are like only watching box the boxing that's going on and nobody like looks at her or talks to her and it feels very like she's has that line from Dear Evan Hansen like on the outside always looking in and it's just like that's all I was thinking about the entire time it's like oh no one's going to sign her cast you know like <laughs> If you guys have seen that movie, I'm sorry. If you haven't seen that movie, don't do it. It's I'm very, also sorry. It's very good for me, and nobody else should like that movie. I'm going to pull Danica and say I saw this really funny tweet, and it was <laughs> like, uh, Rachel's men, Rachel, none of the guys were looking at me. Rachel's men, what they could see, and it was just a bright, like, studio light. Like, <laughs> shining in the... Like, right. Of course they can't see you. There's, like, literally, like, so many bright lights and cameras, and they're, like, across oh my the, God. the thing, and she's, like, sitting down, even. Like, they might not have even been able to see her over the fucking stage, right? Right. It's, like, when people are, like, they go to, like, a concert, like, that's, like, a stadium thing, and they're, like, they looked at me, they're and like, it's, like, honey, they can't see you at all. They did not look at you. They looked in a direction and you felt something. And that's okay. Yeah, that is okay. But it, they did not look at you. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it. And I do think that, you know, we get this this edit of her just like losing it. And it's unfortunate because the producer said this, right? You know, and mm-hmm. I was saying this on the Instagram live reacts. It's just like, I am annoyed at her, though, because it's like, how did you not realize that the producers are doing this for you to this to you? And, of course, also the men might not have even been able to go over and talk to you. It's not your date. It's Gabby. Yeah, it's not your date. That is what is crazy about the whole thing. And it's, like, 
it's understandable. Like, you're there. Yeah, like, you course. are a character in the story. But, like, I mean, maybe it, she was just, like, privately thinking this to herself. And then they made it, like, a big edit. Course, but yeah. I'm sure she was just, like, oh, it's just, like, kind of weird that they're not talking to me. And, like, maybe, like, producers told the guys not to talk to her. Like, it could be, like, so many things, but it got made into this storyline that really annoyed me. And I don't know if it's her fault, but it was very annoying to, like, watch it go down. Um, Anyway, before these guys, you know, pummel the shit out of each other, they have to say what they like most about Gabby. That's how how boxing works, you know? (laughs) That that would be so cute. This is how we, like, you know, this is how we combat toxic masculinity is like, you have to say one thing you like about your opponent before you beat the absolute shit out of them. Just like, I love your eyelashes. They're so long today. And then just like, give them a little hit. So hot. That's sexy. (laughs) I like that. Um, And then Nate, of course, says something really lovely about Gabby. Like, well, I mean, like it made me feel embarrassed because I don't, you know, when, this is, like, why Andrew and I didn't do, like, vows and stuff in front of other people because it's just, like, embarrassing. Like, and I think this is, like, probably an us problem, but I feel really weird, like, hearing people's, like, intimate moments, mm-hmm. like, where they're, like, I really love the way, you know, like, that part in 10 Things I Hate About You where it's, like, I hate the way you look at me and the way you, like, touch your hair or whatever. I, I can't watch that part. Like, it's, like, too gushy for me. It's a little much. And I love it, and it's, like, really emotional, but I, like, I feel myself, like, cringing inside, even though I know it's, like, something sweet. That's why I, I don't like, like po- I don't like po- poetry for that reason. Oh, no. Poetry is, like, number one, I don't understand it as an art form. And number two, just, if it's lovey-dovey, uh-uh. can't, cannot. Um, he says something thoughtful, though, about the way she, like, crosses her legs when she stands, and I thought about it, and I was like, oh, she does do that. And I was like... Yeah, it is kind of nice to look at. (laughs) And then I'm gay, by the way. Um, And, like, she says a bunch of stuff that's, like, or he says a bunch of stuff that's, like, really detail-oriented. And Rachel, like, leans over and she's basically just saying, like, he pays attention to you and that's what I want. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) Like, you can see, like, her insecurity script just, like, running, like, across her, like, forehead, you know? And it's just... full velocity insecurity like reigning over Rachel in this moment um anyways um not to make things worse but Logan and again like I just need to again remind people that I was rooting for him and this is very it's shite behavior on his part this whole episode um has like a ITM like talking head moment where he's like I saw Gabby again and I feel regret like he he literally said like it brought up some old feelings and I was like sir what old feelings it's literally week like two and a half (laughs) what old feelings like I'm just stupid at like I I don't know what he's talking about but again this goes back to the foreshadowing from earlier where she's like I'm worried people are gonna jump ship and go to Gabby because I'm not good enough for this experience so here we have a setup to the end of the episode. Yeah, you love to see it. This writing is, you can't make it up. Um, except for you can. So <laughs> then we have a man named Spencer who looks like um, a Kroger version of Zach Efron. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. Like like the version of Zach Efron from Hairspray, like when yes. he had dark hair. Yes. 100%. Yes. Mm-hmm. He also looks like. 
Andrew's cousin, which I'm sure is going to do a lot for the listeners. Was he at the wedding? Yes. Yeah, I, I 100% yes. so. Okay. Yeah. I, I remember that guy. I, can't, I was like, that guy's handsome. I swear to God, I say this to Andrew every single week, and he's like, I know. You said that the first week, the second week, the third week. Like, I'm just like, well, I don't know what he does. He does. <laughs> That's my one little thing. <laughs> um, Spencer wins the tournament, though. Good for him. Yay. Yay, Spencer. Um, at this point, Rachel is sitting on the sidelines, and still no one is talking to her. Um, every single man here is an idiot. We all knew it from the beginning. So true. Like, it's one of those things where, like, do I wish she were, like, a little less, like, in her own head in this moment? Like, yes, I wish that for, like, everybody who gets in their head too much. But also, the men aren't helping at all. They're all fucking it up. So, like, no wonder she's in her own head, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Spencer gets the date card, Rose, after opening up about his military service. And that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Let's move on. Um, I have my <laughs> suspicions about a few of these men. Okay, so, um, yeah, then we, she's crying, you know, it's sad. Okay, so then we, yeah. She okay, basically, yeah, like, she comes in. she's crying. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a bigger segment mm-hmm. instead of just, like, a clip back and forth here of her being disappointed. She, like, has this, like, speech. Which is, like, interesting because I, I, I guess in some ways I appreciated this moment because it is like, I'm glad she like got it out of her system, you know? Um, and while we do have some suspicions about maybe the men couldn't really see her and it was not her date at the same time, she's not wrong. The men haven't been really showing up for her. They are a bunch of little like fucking idiots. So she Mm -hmm. comes in and pulls her Hannah Brown, uh, movement of the season so far, which is just like, if you guys aren't going to pay attention to me, you can just get the fuck out of here. Shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. And then, yeah, she says this kind of pretty astute thing where she's like, I can't believe I feel so insecure and I'm the lead. I felt more confident on my season of at Clayton's where I was a contestant than I do as his lead. And I was like, damn. Yeah. I mean, that's like definitely saying something. Um, and they're all, the men are just, like, dumbstruck a little bit. And that makes Rachel even more mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which I they were making They were making the dumbest faces, though. Like, all of, like, Logan especially. I was like, first of all, you don't even like her. Why are you so surprised by all of this? And then she was like, as you guys can see, I'm pretty upset. Um, I want you guys to be here for me. And I didn't feel that tonight at all. I felt like I was trying so hard to make eye contact with someone and no one was looking at me. No one came over. Any chance you get to have a little moment could have meant a lot to me tonight. And it's so weird because in every other season, people like cheat their way into group dates to get more time. You know, like it's so weird. Like I know this date wasn't hers, but like, like, why are you just why is this happening i guess i don't know this is happening hmm um yeah they have like they have one night to figure it the fuck out (laughs) to make it up to her before tomorrow because tomorrow is her group date so (sighs) oh she comes in wearing this just i it's like a cute kind of vintage inspired like dress but it's just so matronly and it's so weird the way they are dressing her to me i know She's the younger of the bachelorettes, too, so I don't know. It's weird. I know that's what, not what we're supposed to be talking about, but I just can't <laughs> stop. No, it's fair. She's stunning, and I just want to see more of her. Wow, I sound... Mm-hmm. Okay. Andrew, <laughs> delete that. <laughs> yeah. He's not No, we're to. leaving it. Okay, yeah. 
We're leaving it. We're back on our like basic, basic like <laughs> critique. Uh, just like, oh, that dress is ugly, and therefore this person is unlovable. Bullshit. <laughs> I mean, how does she expect the men to really want to talk to her if she looks like that? No, seriously. I mean, like she's also shorter than Gabby, so they gotta, you know, they gotta skimp up the dress a little bit. Please, come on now. Yeah. Okay. So the boys are back for the redemption arc. You love to see it. Um, they're doing it in front. Their their date is like in front of like two French perverts who are experts at romance and making me personally cringe because once again, I'm a virgin who does not like intimacy. <laughs> Um, so, like, they, like, I don't even remember this date, like, super well. I think I was, like, literally ignoring it for, like, a lot, because I was just uncomfortable. Yeah. It's, like, a lot of, what do they do? They, like, flirt. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the guys puts Rachel in a headlock, which, again, I'm like, why are you on a cruise ship with this man? (laughs) He's going to kill you. Um... (laughs) They do, like, dancing, like, crawling on the floor, like, kissing. They Do they kiss the hand yeah, stuff? Yeah, they do this. It was, like, kissing Ew. the hand thing. And it was, like, did you see Meatballs? He was, like, no, deep-throating it like it looked like an asshole. Like, all of them looked really bad doing it, but his looked like he was pretending it was a butthole. Okay, so you loved it. Yeah, I loved it, actually. Yeah, okay, good. One of my favorite moments. Yeah. I was like, yes, Meatball, that's what we're getting into. (laughs) It's just, like, weird because, like, Rachel doesn't, like, it didn't seem like she was, like, super into, like, PDA in front of, like, other people. I get, like, Mm -hmm. I think she's, like, one of those people that likes, like, private intimate, like, Mm -hmm. moments and wants people to be, like, intense eye contact, like, all of these things, but, like, doing it in front of other people, like, ugh, you know, like, I'm, I guess I'm similar but yeah she was like the she was like the premier kisser on clayton season with clayton but that was like yeah when they were private alone yeah, yeah. exactly so this was very yeah. much like Ugh. and like one of the guys was like hey can we kiss like good good job consent and she's like no <laughs> like, but didn't he still like kiss her cheek or oh, something yeah probably oh yeah and then remember. they do this insane thing where they make her blindfold which you know that's a trigger for me and then they make them lift their arms so she can smell them and i guess identify which stinky boy it is they did this before that this is like a repeat from somebody's season it was like nick or um, ben higgins i believe oh i thought i was i thought it was either nick or the murderer i can't remember (laughs) but like they were supposed to like smell armpits and they like tell people who they weren't like attracted to which was really funny to me um, yeah, we're not scientists, and I'm sure there is a thing about pheromones. I know that to be true, but yeah, this is not how you do it. I'm pretty sure this is not a science, scientific yeah. method. Um, and then, like, the last thing they did, they wrote love letters, um, which I think Rachel might be, like, a words of affirmation person. Oh, so, like, this I is... I say that, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is, like, really great for her. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, Rachel is just, like, pay attention to me. That's, like, my love language, and that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um so Tyler, who again, I, face does not register for me in my head, but he won the evening with his line. I finally felt like I had a purpose in the, sorry, I'm like laughing because it's really corny. I finally felt like I had a purpose in this world and I do whatever I could for this girl. It's, it's been two weeks. <laughs> you haven't felt purpose in your life before two weeks ago, sir? Yeah. I'm fine. If it if it works, it works. Whatever. She's into it. He gets the evening portion of the date, and he has clearly read the room very well. Um, he's like, I want to be somebody's rock, and he's discussing his last breakup, which was a huge shock for him. 
he says things like, I want you to feel like you're the only person in the room. And it's just like, again, like, I I want her to have this and I want her to hear these things, but I also want them to be true. And I don't know if they're true with these guys. It's like really hard to tell. Really hard so to tell. I'm hoping the best, expecting to be disappointed. And that's just like my relationship with men on The Bachelor at this point. I know? really do. I, it's very funny because I'm like, I should be rooting for someone by this point. Well, no, maybe not by this point, but yeah, like, and I'm just like, I don't know if I believe these two nice no. men, you know? <laughs> the only man I believe so far is Jason with the trauma. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. And then, so like, yeah, good times. Well, hmm. um, so meanwhile, while that guy may be blowing smoke up Rachel's ass, time will tell, another man is blowing smoke up a different man's ass. And that is Logan. Again, we should love this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. I did. I was also, like, briefly a little turned on by this late night, like, rendezvous with Jesse Palmer and Logan. They were, like, at this haunted bar on the ship. Like, very The Shining meets, mm. like, a, a cruise crime drama. And, like, <laughs> I was like, ooh, I love this. And they're, yeah, it's dark. And they're, like... Their knees are touching, and um, they're not, but they were for me. And yeah, <laughs> Logan is like, uh, s- turns out, <laughs> I don't like Rachel, mm-hmm. and I like Kathy. It's, it, I had this like RuPaul like bring back my girl. I just wanted like Tasha and Caitlin to be there so bad because Jesse's basically like, are you sure there's something there? Like, are you sure? And that like there the conversation kind of died there and he like Logan was just like okay well i think a good idea is for me to bring it up at the rose ceremony <laughs> no <laughs> now is a good time <laughs> now it's a good time yeah. to do any of that but like, like good on you for like <laughs> allowing the procrastination to like take hold like yeah we're why would you tell like like if you didn't feel ready to do it like why would you tell Je- i don't know yeah mm. <sighs> right no that's a good point like he could have easily then gotten up from that seat and then walked up two flights in the cruise ship and then talked to mm-hmm. rachel right yeah or gabby like whoever he needs to talk to first right, like, yeah mm-hmm. i mean like apparently rachel's out on a date so like why not go talk to gabby uh, and then mm-hmm. i mean i just feel like just do something like if you know like why look Again, production. I forget the production is a thing. So, like, <laughs> people aren't making their most level-headed choices, I so think, true. in this moment. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of the cocktail party, it's time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Gabby basically leaves immediately once they get to the cocktail party to go kiss Nate, which is the right move. And that should be the end of the show. Um, and the series. It, it, wrap the series entirely. Um, did you see, did you finish watching Our Flag Means Death? No, I only okay. got like halfway through. Okay, never mind. Then I'm not going to make the joke. I apologize. We'll no, it's fine. I apologize. Um, yeah, but exactly. That's exactly where it should have ended, but it didn't. And honestly, in some ways, I'm happy it didn't, though, because this part of the, the episode was very funny. It was? Okay, so. I mean, funny, my... like, in a terrible way. <laughs> right. I have a, a Dianon conspiracy theory. You know when you, like, go to, like, a Ross Dress for Less or, like, a TJ Maxx and you get, like, a, a nice-looking waspy wood photo frame? Mm-hmm. 
And there's a default picture in there of a family or a dog. Guy went to the store. That dog is not real. I mean, the dog is not real. At this point, I hope that's the case because the alternative is horrifying. Yeah. The the alternative is I call the Humane Society and get this man, like, arrested. Literally. So we've gotten a little ahead of ourselves because I couldn't wait to say something terrible about this person. But basically, Hayden, you know, famously from earlier in the episode for being a terrible man, um... He goes off with Rachel to show off his golden retriever named Rambo, which is a red flag. And you should, if you meet someone with a golden retriever whose dog's name is Rambo, number one, they're a white supremacist and you should send them away. Mm -hmm. Um, And if the dog is real, which it's not, that dog should be in the loving care of someone who will give him a better name and actually love him and probably stay with him if he's sick. Yeah. No judgment to people who have to leave their pets. It's just this particular man. This particular man. Yes, please. Um, he's, like, going on. He's like, he's, like, the most important thing in my life, ex- despite the fact that the dog was diagnosed with a brain tumor eight months ago. And then he's here with these two bitches. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. not interested. And um, he's like, at this point, he probably only has a couple months left. To- oh, my God. Um, and, yeah, he's showing these photos. And it's just, like, it's so, it's so cringe. I think too, like, it's, this is what, um, you remember that guy from, oh, whose season was this? Was it Tasha's? No, it wasn't Tasha's season. There was a guy that came with that folder called The Bachelorette yeah. spelled wrong. It was Michelle, yeah. Um, yeah, Michelle. Um, this is what, if, if done successfully, this is what that guy would have accomplished. Like, he came in with the... Everybody loves a guy that loves their dog. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like it was basically scripted, you know, yes. like uh, um it's almost like maybe like Bachelor Clues, you know, coached him in a way. Yeah. You know, from Game of Roses cuz he claims to yeah. coach some of these people. He's like, "Ooh, this is what you could do, you know. Bring in yeah. a, a scrapbook about your dying dog and this will win you points and get you a rose." Because like it could. I think if he wasn't a piece of shit, white supremacist it might have worked yeah imagine imagine Hmm. Hmm. but he named his dog rambo he named his fake dog rambo so he was never gonna make it and so tino comes after to like kind of interrupt and he so like after rachel like like okay bye like i'm gonna talk to tino now he starts like bitching about her again and is like Uh, It's very tough to see Rachel's response to that. What I would have expected from Rachel was, Tino, give me a minute. Let me finish this conversation. Not for her to just get up quicker than she sat down. And it's just like, you're... The the reasons you feel slighted are so, like, weird. Like, again, it's like the main character, like, syndrome stuff happening again where he's just like i'm the most important person in the room because i have trauma and no one else here has trauma it reminds me nobody of like, this tiktok i saw a while ago this guy who pre- he does characters on tiktok where he pretends to be like these 
terrible men, but he's he's not. But he just does these mm-hmm. really amazing skits where you're like, oh my god. <laughs> and there was one where it was like this man who was abused by his wife because she had a kid and she wanted him to change diapers, you know, and she, oh my God. you know, and the whole arc was just very funny. Like I was abused and then I met my coworker, Stacy and Stacy was unlike my wife in any way. So then like he gets married to Stacy, but now he has to divorce Stacy as well because she also expected him to do things. Right. Oh man. He's Matt Walsh in real life. <laughs> Seriously. So yeah, this reminds me of that. Just like, ah, what? She's not here just for me to like listen to me talking about my dying dog that I my fake dog that I took its cancer toy away. Wow, I've missed that part. That is, um, that's a lot, and it's also a lie. So we don't need to get too outraged. But again, um, <laughs> I, I want to live in this world. Yes, you're right. It's a yeah, lie. it's all a lie. <laughs> Uh, this podcast is, a, I think this is just fan fiction at this point. We're just making stuff up. And I think I prefer living in this world, to be honest. So this this is when we begin Meatball's redemption arc. So Yeah, rip and grip it, Meatball. Yes. Oh, yeah. Cheers to him. Do you want to do a clink clink? Mm-hmm. Here's audio hell for everyone. Um, so Meatball goes up to... Sorry, sorry, sorry. Rage- can, you, can you say it right? Meatball. Thank you. Goes up to um, Rachel, and <laughs> he does what we usually advise people not to do. Right. He does it right, I think, because he really needs to, like, get some forgiveness points for whatever the fuck stunt he pulled last week um so he's basically only there to talk shit about hayden and it's brave and he's more respected than the troops in my book Mm -hmm. and so he basically says um he he he's so nervous which i think is cute kind of he he's like he says um and he's like stuttering a lot he's like um that you and Gabby were both overreacting to what he had said about Gabby. He made a vulgar comparison about you and his ex. Um, It was something about breasts. And he also said, I don't trust these bitches referring to you and Gabby. And then I'm just like, sorry, but straight men that say breasts when they like don't know what to say are so funny to me. I think it's like so wholesome. Like you could tell like, like, there was a script running through his head that, where he was like, tits, boobs, boobies. Jugs. You know, like... <laughs> yeah. Fun bags. Mil- yeah. Mommy's milkers. <laughs> mommy milkers. <laughs> he said a really vile comment about your mommy milkers would have been so funny. I wish it could exist on TV. <laughs> oh, my God. We deserve more than ABC. <laughs> like, if this were on, like, Bravo, we could have had mommy milkers. <laughs> If this were on Paramount, we could have had mommy milkers, you know? Like, we really deserve better. <laughs> After Meatball says mommy milkers, Ma- Rachel's, meatball. Like, yeah. Rachel's like, I really trust James. And I'm like, who's James? Who? <laughs> Who? I thought, like, I really thought she was talking about Hayden again. And I was like, what? Because I still don't know their names. I only know Meatball. Um... <laughs> 
Oh my god, but I'm like so proud of him for getting like the screen time that he was owed yeah. and like for him to be the reason that the next thing is about to happen. Oh. So basically like Rachel is going through Dabda in reverse like um where she's like uh sad or she's depressed at first and now she's going through the angry portion. <laughs> um so she confronts Hayden asking if he knows what she's there to talk to him about. And his stupid ass is like, I don't know, Rambo. And she's like, bitch, you think I'm here to talk about the fucking dog? LOL. I'm like dying. Like paraphrasing their conversation, he was like, yeah, I thought you might be here to apologize to me about letting Tino interrupt our conversation about this made up dog story I made with a stock photo of a golden retriever. And she was like, you are a fucking moron, my sister. (laughs) I'm mad at you because my good friend James, who (laughs) told me that you talked about my boobies. You talked about my mommy milkers. Get the fuck out. What are you doing? Wasn't there a guy like last week that got in trouble for talking about mommy milkers before it was appropriate? You got to wait until the right moment. Yes. Sanctioned (laughs) ABC mommy milker time, which is the four, the down to final three. Um, Yes. So yeah, she's like, no, you literal dumbass. Mm -hmm. Uh, You got caught talking shit about me and Gabby and like that's not cool and then he's like ah blah 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 I didn't that was not what I said and blah 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 and then she I kind of like this she was like listen shitbag I just wanted to give you an opportunity to admit it and apologize and you can't even do that and he's just like yeah what do you expect I, I'm a piece of shit yeah. <laughs> my, my expectations were low but holy shit yeah yeah so she's like, well, I'm going to go ahead and um, send you packing. I'm going to throw you overboard. Because mm-hmm. where is he supposed to go? <laughs> They're on a cruise ship. I don't know. It's unfortunate that it was docked in that moment. Because, <laughs> again, I I just, I need to be, like, a producer or, like, a writer. I don't know, like, what, what jobs there are on this show. But I could have really done something with this. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, she sends him packing though, and um, then she does what I do anytime I have a conversation at work or at home or have to answer the door when I when it's like unexpected or um, someone calls me on the phone or a text message comes through. She has to go lay down for twenty to thirty minutes to go cry, um, which is very very relatable to me. And then, of course, you know, you know, playtime's over. We're not going to have the cocktail party anymore. Let's get the girl to bed. Let her sleep. Let her have this. And, of course, um, Logan, my friend, my my biggest idiot, <laughs> uh, is like, shit, I didn't get a chance to talk to either one of them. Uh, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, what is the ethical thing to do here? Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't envy him in this moment. He was an idiot for not doing it sooner, of course. But, like, I definitely was like, okay, let's just get this over with. Like, clearly you're going to accept a rose and we're going to see you next week and it's going to whole thing. And I get it because, like, I don't know if I would have the conviction (laughs) to say no in that moment. When, mind you, they start to have this rose ceremony. I said it so you didn't have to, Dan. 
They <laughs> thank you. Uh, have it on top of a pool. Did you see this? No. They are. No. They are standing. The men are standing on like a platform, and the women come up some stairs, and they're standing on a platform. And across them is this like big plank that's going across a pool. You can still see the water on either side of it, and. That between Gabby and Rachel is one of those metal bars, you know, you would hold to walk down into a pool, you know, like under the oh. foot of stairs. Yeah. And so, like, that's what's dividing our beautiful bachelorettes is a metal swimming pool handle. And <laughs> I just levitated because it was just one of the most, like, cheesy, thrown together. Like, it reminds me of when they did all those fake dates for Katie Thurston and they, like... It's graffiti to a piece of cardboard and they're like see we're in cincinnati or whatever <laughs> it's like what are we doing right now we're in a cruise ship there's probably other places but you put them on top of a pool i like i want to know if they're really on the cruise ship that they showed in the aerial shots because there has to be a different place to film this like, what if it was just, like, a little boat it and they weren't be. telling us? Because, like, <laughs> there's no way that they are going to, like, rent out, like, a 2,000-person, like, cruise ship. Like, that that boat could have, like, blocked off that canal from that meme earlier this year, you know? Like, <laughs> there, there was no reason for 15 men and two women to be on that boat. Literally. And then they were like, this is the best we can do is put them on top of a pool. What if it broke? Yeah. And they fell inside the water. It was like very, like very double dare of them. And, yes. And I was like, they didn't even put some twinkle lights on the metal pole. Like they should have decorated the metal pole. And instead I had to think about my summers in California swimming at my grandmother's pool while these women are looking beautiful. They looked like witches too, by the way. I'll have to send mm-hmm. you a photo. The stunning black dresses and like this like fog. I'm like, yes, sacrifice yeah. these men. Which yeah. is what they do. We're, <laughs> we're getting there. They yeah. they drop them in the boy soup, and then <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. It's a it's a recipe for boy soup here. Right. Um, yeah. So basically, um, roll call. Uh, Gabby, uh, team Gabby. Gabby takes Spencer, Jason, Nate. Eric, Johnny, Michael, and Mario. And then Rachel keeps Tino, Tyler, Avon, Meatball, Zach, Ethan, and Logan. Very cool. Um, Jordan, Quincy, and Kirk are sent home. I'm sorry that I don't remember what most of you look like. I do remember, I feel like, Quincy, I like their sweaters. Yeah. Yeah, Quincy was cute. Kirk, I think, I think he's, he, he looked very strange to me. I had a negative, I just have a negative association with the name. Mm -hmm. I can only think of Carly's Kirk. So, Mm -hmm. like, I can't with him. Um, Logan does end up accepting the rose. And he, we wrap the episode with him saying, like, I feel selfish. And I'm like, yes, you are. (laughs) Um, But I would be a fool not to accept a rose. If it means I get to talk to Gabby, there's still hope and there is still time. Mm -mm. I, I get it. But it's just... I don't think waiting another week to talk, like, he should have had, I don't know. Because it's gonna, it is gonna make Rachel feel worse. Yep. Yeah. And, like, it's not gonna make Gabby and Rachel's, like, working relationship together any easier either, like, the longer he waits to do it. I just don't know why, like, it should have been done. 
then, you know? Yeah. Like, it should have been done as soon as he knew. As soon as he had the feeling, it should have happened. He could have been like, hey, Rachel, um, can we go swim to the deep end of the pool? I gotta talk to you real quick. Mm-hmm. I can't accept this you- rose. <laughs> right. You can have a flotation device and I won't, and you can do whatever you want in this moment. I, like, I... I keep thinking about, like, previous seasons when people were, like, like, I'm, like, Nick's season comes to mind when Corinne was, like, I'm just going to go talk to Nick because I'm horny. Mm-hmm. And, like, she was, like, I'm just going to go. Yeah. So but, true. like, when, when people are, like, I don't like the person I'm dating, they're, like, what if I just waited a whole other week to do it? Like, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. Ugh, so weird. So weird. Um, question for you. Do you think we're going to see Hayden... Uh, get a redemption arc in oh, Paradise. God. Yeah. Unfortunately. Okay. I want you to delete that and we're going to not speak this into the universe. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I feel like production was so against him. I don't know true. if they would do it. Yeah, true. But it might also be like a remember this shithead kind of thing. Yeah. Like they did with Chad almost. Yeah, exactly. But he didn't even last that long. It's almost like they brought Chad on just to punish him more. So, I mean, if they brought on Hayden just to punish him again, that would be pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, I think he's better left at home. Yeah. And, um, with, with, his, with his very real dog. His very real dog. And, he, and his, you know, he, I think he has, I mean, he might not even be allowed to go to Paradise because he probably has to go to a January 6th hearing. Mm. So yeah. We can fair. just hope for that, that he's going to, you know, do that. And he'll be with um, James Taylor McCoy. And they can, you know, talk about how... Kiss. Yeah. <laughs> That's how, exactly. They can kiss about it. Yeah. They can kiss about it. That's, yeah. Mm. Um, well, that's the end of our episode for today. Thank you all for listening. I would also like to apologize in advance. I realized I forgot to turn off my planter. So it, if it sounds like starting five minutes ago that there is peeing in the background, it is in fact my planter that I got influenced to buy from Matt James. So, we need to show some photos of the, your beautiful plants and yes. tag Matt James and thank right him. We, uh, the strawberries just started growing in. We have, like, peppers and cucumbers and... Those little tiny dingers. Yeah, we have, like, a ton of tomatoes. We have... It's it's looking really good. I love it. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, make sure you use uh, code Danica for... <laughs> zero percent don't don't for zero for zero dollars i mean i I feel like i can send you a coupon i feel like i might have a code if you want one i will find something Uh, and yes thank you all so much for joining us again another another week in this beautiful journey and we love you so much. We'll see you next time. Um, make sure you're drinking lots of water and staying hydrated out there because it's just really too fucking hot right now. Too fucking hot indeed. <sighs> Ooh. Love well, you. Cheers. Love you. Cheers. Mwah. Mm. Bye. Mm. Thank you for listening to Daycard Pod. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Daycard Pod and follow your hosts at Jenna with a smile and at Drunk Feminist. Date Card Pod is produced by Andrew Olson. You can follow him on Instagram at Androne. Our music is by Jet Overly. Follow and support him on Instagram at Jetty Boy James. And our logo design is by Michaela Jane. You can find her work at MichaelaJane.com and on Instagram at Michaela Jane. Drop a review on iTunes if you're nasty like that. Bye.
What up, So Below listeners? It's your boy Shane Hosey, and I want to tell you a little bit about my podcast, The Hosey Hustle. Every other week I sit down with a guest and we talk about product and service submissions from you, the listener. Terrible ideas, like cigarettes for dogs. And we'll sit there and we'll talk about how to make them ready for the big scary economy. Basically, we take bad ideas and we make them worse. So why don't you give us a listen? The Hosey Hustle, part of So Below Media. Now get back to the show you were originally listening to. You probably like it a lot. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below.